0: Hey everyone, welcome back to my Blockadian universe. Will you play a game with me? It's called, I wonder if they're racist. I'm watching TV and there's a lovely, talented young man. He's... Sitting at a beautiful scrubbed wood table and he's talking about um, how he loves to share his art with the world and uh, rediscover his Scandinavian roots through his work if he's racist. A new family has just moved in down the street. They have come to Canada from Cambodia. They are absolutely lovely. I can't wait to try out the new restaurant and their food of the racist I just checked into my hotel in Vancouver the administrator at the front desk is really friendly and chatty and she's making me laugh and welcoming me uh, giving me some tips on what to check out while I'm here. I wonder if she's racist. This is a weird, sad game that I play a lot as a black woman. Um, And I know it's something in discussing with my black friends that we play all the time and it's really messed up. And I wanted to give those examples because it's something that creeps up on you when you least expect it. It's not when you're in an uncomfortable situation when you are like someone's being like really weird or aggressive with you. It's often times when you're completely comfortable, you're like happy, you're relaxed. And that just that thought just finds its way to the front of your mind. And it's, it's so I'm gonna try to explain it because it's something that um, we wonder why it always comes up. And it's the simple response is trauma. It's trauma. It's um, experiencing racism is traumatic. Period. And um, it's one of those things that we as black people, have to ask ourselves because we're you know that threat of racism is always there and when I'm you know watching something on television and I'm enjoying this uh, you know experience or I'm, I'm seeing this sort of thing and I you just wonder how you know you imagine yourself in that situation you know if i'm like oh i want to buy some of that that guy's art would he want to sell it to me would he think that i'm able to buy his you know art would he not want to sell me the piece you know those are the things that i think of because I know as a black woman that people don't see me in the same way that they would see someone that's white. They would assume, you know, you know, I wouldn't have any interest in Scandinavian art or I wouldn't have any money or, you know, just, I wouldn't treat his pieces with respect. I don't know. I'm just thinking like (laughs) what would happen. And I, it crosses your mind. It's, i'm anticipating i'm anticipating not being seen as a full human being that's what racism does is you know it it puts you it puts you um on guard on guard for you know how someone is going to receive you and anti-black racism is so ingrained in our society that people won't even understand that they're being racist (laughs) that, you know, like they'll just, um, write it off as something else. Like they'll be like, Oh, it's just, you know, um, I, I don't feel like, um, you would want to, you know, I gave the example of the the hotel staff, you know, it's like, I feel like you wouldn't want to go to this area, you wouldn't want to see these sites, you wouldn't want to do these things, because they're making assumptions about what I enjoy as a black woman. And, you know, that has happened where people were like, oh, I wouldn't think that you'd want to go to the museum. Excuse me, I am Uh, a huge nerd thank you very much (laughs) i would love to go to that damn museum but you know uh, (laughs) you know so it's like and uh, you you sort of are like oh okay like why would you assume that you don't want to get into whole thing. you're on vacation taking on a vacation from that bullshit too um but those are the kinds of encounters those are the kinds of things and so um I think uh, it it just puts that that guard up. It just puts your your guard up that you you question yourself. So it really comes down to belonging, and you know, inclusion is great. And you know, there's we. Uh, I can go to these spaces and be places and s- sort of have these experiences. But that extra level where we're trying to get with the idea of belonging is that I, I, um, until I feel like. I'm, I am belong in a space, I'm not going to truly be comfortable. I can't be my full self, my complete full self, if I feel like I'm not surrounded by people that are truly not racist. They're going to see me My whole self and accept me. And so I I have to, until I have the answer to that question, I can't truly relax. I can't truly be um, comfortable. until I I get that knowledge and so that's the question is always there the question's always there I'm, I'm always waiting waiting to see if I truly belong in this space how would I be received you know by that artist by that person by this place. I want to know how they see me. It's such a, such a fundamental part of human interaction, you know, it's, it's, we, we want to know how people view us, you know, it's how we you know the clothing that we wear the way we present ourselves the the manner in which we speak and just everything about how what we're projecting into the world is is fundamental on you know how we're acting and we're looking for those cues and for me as a black woman part of those cues on how i how i'm going to feel is whether or not someone is racist. This game makes me sad because I wanna believe that it's not there. I don't wanna believe that you know the anti black racism isn't buried deep. Uh, in these people, I want to believe that um, they aren't going to hate me for no good reason. I want to believe that. I want to believe that they respect and see my humanity. Um, you know, I don't want them to, to blame their hatred of me on, you know, drinking too much. Oh, I was drunk. And so the N word just slipped out. Um, you know, I don't want that. (laughs) I don't want that, um, to happen. I don't want there to to be that that hatred and I wonder you know there are places and spaces and people thank goodness where I have the answer to that question and they are safe spaces and I feel like I truly belong and you know, as I'm thinking about this, and I was, you know, preparing to, for this podcast, and I was thinking about it, and I was thinking, will I ever not ask myself that question? Will there ever be a time where, you know, I'm watching TV or entering a new unknown space and not have to wonder? I'm hoping, yes. I'm hoping, yes, but I don't know when. I don't know when. And that, frankly, that really bums me out. Um, but I think that's the goal. That's the goal to being anti-racist is to, um, feel that I can, that, that, that hatred, that history has been erased from people's hearts, from people's minds, the legacy of enslavement of black peoples has been erased from our hearts. And black people are, you know, celebrated, embraced and loved as equals uh, throughout north america throughout the world and you know that's what we should be working towards so that i don't ever have to to wonder ever again and i was thinking of (laughs) i wanted to end on a lighter ish note And um, just because when I was having this conversation with my friend about, you know, this game that we play as uh, black people, and uh, (laughs) I brought up one of my favorite examples of this game. And Chris Rock, as you know, I'm a fan. And, uh, you know, I always say because I'm a sociologist that if Chris Rock wasn't a comedian, he would make an excellent sociologist. But uh so he talks about, you know, just this very thing, how um <laughs> he's having I think he's this is like one of his stand up routines and he's like promoting he talks about this idea that, you know, you can never truly Um, Let your guard down as a black person. Um, When you least expect it, someone's going to call you uh, and the N word and the racism is going to come up. So, you know, he's talking about like he's promoting a movie. Uh, I think it's like, Oh my gosh, I can't even remember. It's like this kid's movie, which is, you know, just hilarious in itself. And so he's talking to Regis uh, Philbin and which is also hilarious because he just seems like such a lovely man. And again, that's, you know, when it happens when you're comfor- comfortable <laughs> and surrounded by someone who's seemingly lovely. And, you know, he's like, you know, just being like, Oh, yeah, like I play a zebra. And, you know, and then he like says that we just like starts stabbing him in like the neck with like a pencil or something. And then he's like, ah, oh, you filthy N word. And he's just like stabbing him in the neck. And, you know, Chris Rock's response is like, ah, I should have known. And it's horribly bleak. <laughs> it's such a bleak, terrible picture that he's painting. But um it illustrates my point fairly perfectly, which is, you know, He's just, you know, existing, doing his job, promoting a film for children. And um, when he least expects it, you know, someone, uh, racism jumps out and is rearing its ugly head. And, you know, that fear um, extends to, it's it's such a common game that, you know, um, we as black people play that, that just wondering, when is it gonna happen? That, um, you know, even, uh, you know, Chris Rock, who's, you know, uh, famous and wealthy, and, you know, he wonders, he plays that game too, he wonders that question. And it, um, we shouldn't have to. We shouldn't have to wonder, and I'm looking forward to to the day when um, when we don't have to wonder, when we belong everywhere, as we should. And um, I'm gonna keep working, keep fighting uh, for for that day, because we deserve it. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next time.